Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? Ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit Footwear for men and women everywhere. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. Let me get rid of that. Uh, oh, tight to the long run show. My name is Chris Ford, and this is live, people. We are live from Chicago. I oh, know we're not that was last week, wasn't it? Um, but we are here. Hang on a tick. Let me just so, oh, I'm not my camera's not on. Hang on, I'm sorry about that. So, we are live, um, from Hayden's house in chicago and today we're going to be talking about we don't know um now we are going to be talking about something we're going to be talking about reducing mileage after basically a uh, block of training a end of season let's call it uh, some of us are still training for things other people have just given up haven't they ben uh, but yeah so we've got to give a shout out first thing before we start to our friends at sketches sketches.co.uk get over there and smash the living daylights out of that i've just uh, posted on instagram actually a, a new pair of shoes they sent uh, some of these casual ones that everyone seems to be wearing. They've done this deal with the. I'm going to get this wrong. Is, is it the Dojo Girls or something? Dojo something or other? Dojo Cat? Dojo Cat, yeah. They've done a thing with them. And uh, it's all over, like, social media. So, anyway, um, yeah, we smashed that. Uh, so, thank you very much to them. Uh, if you're uh, looking for some shoes or anything like that, there's a pair of Asics, brand-new Asics down there. I actually wore them today. Uh, you want, This is no good for the podcast, is it? But they came from start finish. Use the K forty runs. You're welcome, James Taylor. And uh, yes, yeah, so uh, the team we've uh, assembled the Avengers tonight in our bobble hats because we all uh, smashed the living daylights out of Chicago. And what? Uh, and we've got <laughs> we we <laughs> there's me. Uh, we've got Ben, Mister Three Twenty One. Um, the Hobbit's here. Hayden's here, and uh, ours down in the corner as well. We have about fifty layers on because he's cold. Bless him. Uh, and so I said, we're going to be talking about what it's like now. You know, to talk about what you do at the end of a block. What the hell do you do now? You know, I mean, training for all this stuff and whether it's half marathon, catch 5K, whatever. What do you do now sort of thing? So we're going to be getting on to that in a minute. But we are going to talk about Chicago because obviously we all went there and had a good time. And uh, I've got to give a shout out to the guys that believe. Have you seen the Believe in the Run podcast, guys? Uh, or the video. They um, was talking about you lot. Talking about Mr. Speedgoat as well. A bit confused about <laughs> what Toby got up to. Uh, and I have said, uh, I've reposted it. I've said, just just wait till um, wait till Sunday's video comes out. Brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, so watch that. If you've got no idea what we're watching, uh, talking about, wait till you see that. And I think that's about it. So uh, this is recorded live, by the way. This, this award-winning podcast, it is award-winning, believe it or not, is uh, recorded live. We're the biggest uh, running podcast in Saudi Arabia, and we are recording this live. 
So get your comments, questions, whatever you do after a marathon training block, half marathon training. But what did you do when you got to 5K from the couch? Put it in the box and we'll get onto that. Any questions or anything you want to talk about, if you think my hat looks amazing, um, let me know. And I think that's probably about it. But I think we should start with our adventures in Chicago. What do you think, guys? No, I think we should start with the, the obvious question everyone's going to know is, who have you paid to get the bobble hat from? I paid no one. No money's, no money's changed hands. Who's giving you the bobble hat? No, no one's giving me a bobble hat. <laughs> this is my bobble hat. What, what's the matter? What? I don't understand what the issue is. You always knew I was going to... You always knew. I said it from day one when you all got really clever. Oh, we're going to Chicago together. I said to you, I'm going to have one of them and I'm going to turn up on the podcast with one. And I don't need to do this 5K. Did I say that? I did yeah. say that, didn't I? Ben? Uh, not yes. involved. See? So you get, there you go. So there we go, people. So everybody on Instagram uh, who said that I would be wearing one, you're right. So you're welcome. Can I take it off now? Because I'm really hot. It is hot. It is hot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Hayden, feel the viewers. Oh, Al, feel the viewers in what you've been up to. What have been up to, Hayden, Ben? Not much. Been running. Like a week ago. <laughs> we're touching down in stateside it really doesn't it's weird how it goes so fast doesn't it it literally is half your life getting prepped and ready you blink and it's over mm -hmm. and then you're back here with your gear all, all the no idea as they say all Pretty. the gear no idea it is, it is great if someone just said we, we look like smurfs <laughs> <laughs> it is quite funny i was uh, editing toby's video and uh to see like the sea of bobble hats it's quite it's quite a sight what was it what was it like to be part of that uh, ben um i mean you you definitely need the bobble hat it was cold mm. um at that time in the morning um but yeah it's pretty pretty insane and then i went to the expo afterwards because um we landed in kind of late-ish on the uh friday afternoon um and obviously rocking the bobble hat around the expo yeah. and the amount of people who were like oh where'd you get that can i buy one can i buy one? i was Genuinely. No, they can't be bought, can they? They can't be bought. I was considering auctioning it off to the highest bidder to pay for oh, yeah. the merch that I bought, but Didn't I thought really I needed it for tonight. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, for context, can some uh, uh, Hayden, you explain what the bubble, what this bubble hat is? So, don't forget, we we are the biggest running podcast in the world. We're the biggest running club in the UK. That is actually true, and we're the biggest running independent running podcast in the world. Um. Which is also true. So, Hayden, so for our viewers, listeners in Saudi Arabia, where we're huge, Mongolia, Peru, obviously the whole country of Malta, where we're national treasures, can you fill them in on what actually we're talking about? So with a lot of the world majors now, it seems to be a growing trend where they have almost like a, it's not a shakeout, right? It's almost a big 5K event the day before. I had one in Boston. Um, you get the, obviously, you get your shakeout runs that all your influencers and people like that organise and get to. But this is more of a, this is run by actual Chicago Marathon events. Uh, well, it's actually run by Abbott's World Majors. I had one in Boston. It was a 5K. I think there was 15,000 of us that done that. And you get a nice T-shirt and finishers. But the thing with Chicago, it's become a little bit iconic is when you run Chicago 5K, there's no finishers T-shirt. There's nothing like that. But you get the bubble hat. And they've actually really, really, for something so silly, they've really done a good job with this because it, it has almost become iconic. And if you gave everyone a T-shirt, not everyone would wear it for the 5K. There was 12,000 of us. Mm. And I would say out of 12,000, maybe 500 would wear the T-shirt and do the run. With the bobble hats, I'd say at least 10 and a half, maybe 11,000 that wore the bobble hat. So, mm. And because they are as they are, standing up, looking like a Smurf, looking like a dwarf. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it does. If you're actually there, it's even better. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. It's, you just see all these blue hats just bobbing up and down. Mm. It's, it's just real fun. It's, it's a 5K run. It's almost like a bit of an introduction to the city of Chicago. You do a tiny bit of the actual course on the day. You just get a feel for the city, and it just gets people together the day before a big marathon. It eases a bit of nerves, a bit of tension, and it's done really nice and early in Chicago, so you've got the rest of the day to yourself. It's just a great concept that all the world majors are taking on, but Chicago has gone that one step further. Very, very clever. They've done the bob work. It's been going for absolute years, I believe. Uh, Carolyn um, done Chicago back in, what was that, 2017 or something? Yeah, so she did 2017 and was new to all of this and just didn't get the kind of bobble hat. So she had to go back to do that. Um, <laughs> so that's, what, six years after the event. But uh, did you not notice there was one member of our big gang that didn't get the, the message? Poor Kieran. Kieran. When you no. look on all the Instagram posts. <laughs> no, I've seen it. 
he's obvious by his absence of his bubble hat. So, yeah, so God, knows, God knows what he was thinking that morning. And I know he was, I don't know if it was a protest, because as uh, Rob's already said, this this does probably work out at the most expensive 5K in the world if you're only running the 5K. Yeah. Um, and he made us quite clear that he had that view and then he didn't turn up with his bubble hat. So I think there was a little bit of protest going on from Kieran. It's, from Kieran. Out, it's about $15 per kilometre. <laughs> but it's probably, probably more if you name Spigo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That is true. That is true. That is. We've um. There is some questions coming. We'll come on to those in just a minute. Um, because I do want to dive into before we get onto the like proper subject. But I do want to uh, dive into uh, how you guys ran, because I mean it was there was. I I, obviously we had the world record and stuff like that but i'm not i don't really care about these elite runners um i'm only interested in my mates and i think it was unbelievable to see you guys smashing the life out of it and it, it's all relative right where, where you came it, just, it doesn't matter the times it's but it's the how you got on was was just so amazing to see because obviously you're traveling that all that way right you are in a foreign country i know america's western or whatever but you are in a foreign country you've got the time difference and you got all this stuff. I mean, you guys just killed it out there. I mean, you had the best time ever from what I've seen. And obviously I've edited two videos now. Um, and it just, it just looked like you had the best, the best time, but then that, that obviously the times then came about as well. So Ben, let's, let's firstly talk to you because I know we had, a, we, 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 Ben and I, if you didn't know, we trained together um, over this block and uh, he's been killing killing it. Um, I've said it about a million times, how, how well he's been training. Um, and it was no surprise to me to see that he smashed the living daylights out of it after sort of he dragged my sorry butt around Berlin. But we did have the best time there. But he, um, he's he been flying in his training. I gave him a strategy, which he absolutely nailed. Um, but that doesn't mean anything if you if you don't put the effort in. So I just think, Ben, talk, talk. Took the viewers with, for, within three minutes through your race and how you ended up smashing, what was it, 21 minutes off your PB? Go. Uh, yeah. So I think start with, I was like London vibes before I started. I was really nervous. Um, and obviously we'd fun run Berlin because um, you were injured. So I wasn't expecting the nerves on it um and it really kind of freaked me out in the morning had gone down to the to starting pen saw Al and kieran before got a hug off both of them and that actually really relaxed me so i'd i'd written my times on my hand which i've never done before um and then written them on the back of a piece of paper stuck them in uh in my phone case and i'd i'd said what two weeks ago i was going for 3 30. um in my head i wanted to go a little bit quicker but i was I wanted 3.30. So I'd written my times to halfway for 3.30 and then put down a 15 mile and a 20 mile time, which would have got me in, which was like the 3.26. So I set out, like we'd obviously had a pep talk in the morning. Um, so I set out, went, went for it kind of nice and steady because GPS in Chicago doesn't help. So <laughs> my top tip for if you're doing Chicago is have a note of where you want to be at what time just to kind of keep on the pacing. So I pretty much 510k was on pace got to halfway about a minute and a half ahead of the 330 pace and then just sped up to 16 miles checked in felt okay so carried on to 20 and by the time i got to that stage and i was looking at where i was i just thought cowboy up leave it all out there this is like last marathon of the year and see what i've got to to drag myself around and i think Probably the last two miles, like Hayden, we were saying, there's a sign that says like 800 meters to go, but it's not for you running the marathon. <laughs> and in my head, I was looking going, I'm sure I haven't got tw uh, 800 meters to go because I haven't passed the 26 mile mark yet. It was like St. Albans vibes all over again, Chris, when you were telling me there was 800 meters to go and we hadn't passed 9K. Um, so it was only as we kind of rounded that last corner. And I really wanted to sprint finish, but... I was struck. I was kind of like 400 meters ago. I was like, right, I'm going to go. I just I couldn't like get that much. And then as soon as you see that finish line, it just gives you that extra burst. But yeah, I think pacing wise and, and just having that strategy, especially when the GPS was off, was something that really played a part for me. I've got a really important question, not to you. Hayden, whose house are you in tonight? 
There's no way, right? Every time he comes on this bleeding podcast, he's in a different room or a different house. It's true, isn't it? No, it's not true. It's absolute rubbish. Is this, I, are you in your house tonight? I'm in my house, yeah. Are you in the other wing? Because I've never seen this room before. That's like, look, it's, oh, I know where he is. He must be the toilet. He's the only man who has a toilet uh, with a TV that size in the toilet. It's true, isn't it? It's because he spends... Carry on. Um, Al, how did your race go? Well, I think just to go back a couple of points in terms of what you deal with when you run abroad, and we've spoken about this on the podcast a lot, you can't can't take away that it has an effect. I had to create an alter ego called Steve because uh, the the vegans out there, the options are very limited. So I had to, to create a, a person called Steve that gave me options around pepperoni pizza and double cheeseburgers. And I, I managed to find my way through eventually how to kind of fuel and carb load ready for the race. Um, but on a serious note, this this training block has been inconsistent at best. Uh, lots of life stuff dealing with. So I didn't really have any clue as to, to how it was going to go. Um, when I fell out of the taxi on the way to Berlin, I wasn't even sure if I was going to make the start. But thankfully, painkillers and that, everything got me to it. Um, and I had the best time ever because I went in with no expectations. There was no time. It was literally, if I get round, I've had a fantastic race. I was better than that. Um, I had a couple of strategies in terms of dealing with the, the distances, given that I hadn't probably covered enough 18 and 20 milers. Um, so it involved you know, uh, out for 16 miles, giving it all, um, walking through the aid stations, 16 to 20, and then a very deliberate one run walk strategy for the last 10K. So I was ready to go at that point with my little pedometer and the, the intervals ready to beat. Um, and looking back, that last 10K was quicker than the previous 10K because I kind of uh, had kind of got into a different rhythm. I was no longer worrying about slowing down. I was no longer worrying about my pace falling off a cliff because I had a different strategy. And I actually, you know, really enjoyed that last six miles because I was doing something different mid-race uh, compared to normal when you're just hanging on for dear life and you're just, you know, wishing the miles away. Um, so, yeah, in, in, in that context... I'm putting it down as one of my best marathons ever because um, it was about survival. And, and some of you know how difficult that was even to get to the start line. And it was it exceeded expectations. So I'm really keen to go back because I would like to actually give a crack at it. It is a fab course. The crowd is absolutely amazing. I wish we could have the Mexican mile, you know, every race because they just went for it with tequilas and shots and, 20 foot statues of day of the living dead and everything and it can't but just lift you but it was true i think pretty much all the way around so it, i hate to say it i'd probably rank it higher than london now in terms of one of my favorite races yeah it's a good it's a good point yeah. you just mentioned now about um the strategy change the the, the focus I, I think we find ourselves sometimes when, we, when we're on we're doing a race or we're in a race and or or whatever or just a normal run a long run that's maybe a little bit harder um you sort of try and just you just get into this rut of just slugging it out and actually you, you're just sitting there just hating hating what you're doing and i think what al just said about it, in terms of changing it up whether that's a run walk or whether you and now i said this to size he's not on today um he's also got a hat like me as well and he's still this is not simon's hat by the way hayden if we start crying about it uh it's um still our career the uh but no he he has struggled quite openly struggled with his uh points in the race in which you know he always wanted to feel like he wanted to walk even though he's like trained exceptionally well he just had this thing so this time round, i said to him at these points on the on the mileage drop it push do something slightly different to what you would normally do which is Oh, I just got to keep going. I just got to keep my legs turning up. I just got to keep going. I've got to get to the next mile. He pushed. Um, and then he checked himself out and he pushed again, which is why he ran so strong at 342, which is his first sub four hour marathon. So it just shows you that he's always had it. It was just, it was just doing what Al said, changing it up slightly made a huge difference to it. Because there's nothing worse when you get to whether it's marathons, half marathons, whatever it is. 
and you get to that last phase of it and you're just oh, is there any is i just i just want to stop i just want like side does i just want to have a lay down and and you you can't help it but changing it up like i did brilliant um and hayden i've got to come to you because everybody who's commented on the video has all said that you look like you're having the best time and you have and you're finishing like you ain't done nothing uh, which i've got to say and i've told this story to a couple of people that both of these herberts rung me um pretty much after they crossed the line and both of them when they run me i'll be honest with you you're both in trouble they both sound like they just finished part run <laughs> not running not running you know under three 30 hour marathons both of them sounded like they'd just done part run it was an absolute mickey take um it's good that obviously ben had more in the tank because we can we can push on that and obviously the old man he's got new york with me in a couple of weeks so I'm pleased to be. It was just an absolute. It was like they run me like they done nothing. Uh, but you did. You did. You felt good, didn't you? Yeah, I felt really good. It's actually quite strange. Just talk. Al talking about his experience and Ben. There's a few comments in there about what they done. And I was actually on. It's just the way people approach the marathon and how they do it. This is what makes the whole sport so individual and so personal to everyone. I was speaking to a guy on the plane as we got off at Heathrow, and his PB before Chicago was three thirty, and he ran two forty four. And I was like, that, uh, that's ridiculous, 45 minutes. I said, why? He said, I just went out. He said, a good training block. I went out really hard and just thought, I'm going to hold on for dear life. And he knocked 45 minutes off his PB. Al had it in his head. He's going to do that walk run at the end. Ben went up and down in paces. Simon was pushing at different points. For me, my, my strategy always was um, consistent pacing. I People do call me Mr. Consistent. I just, I just something about it. I like the Who? No, I, like I call you other things. I never called you Mr. Consistent. I called you Mr. Consistent. Short. I could I could give you all the list if you want. Listen, I'd like they've got loads for you, but it's setting the clock, so you might get a bit of trouble. But no, I, I like to be consistent. I like to hit the same pace. And I had it in my head that I was going to hit a 455 pace for every kilometer. And if I felt really good in the last 5k, maybe give it a push. But ultimately, for me, everyone's got different goals. My goal was literally to get round, no injury, feel good. And just be ready for New York. I was only 12 weeks into my New York plan. So running a marathon at 12 weeks isn't ideal. But it worked fine. And I, I just had it in my head. Last year, I went out a lot faster than I did this year. And at 20 miles, I didn't blow up. But I had nothing left. And I come in five minutes slower than what I did this year. And this year, I come in, honestly, across the line. I, I felt fantastic. I, it was just, it was so comfortable. I'm just so pleased with myself. I know as well, I've got so much more there. And where some points when you're doubting your PBs, when you, you might have done it a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, and you think, I'm not going to get there again. Maybe I was thinking that a few months ago, but now, no problem whatsoever. I, I, I know that's there. And that, that was all about confidence. And but you, won't, but you won't go for it in New York, will you? Because that's a big Oh, absolutely not. No, I was looking at the elevation. This is the thing with Chicago. It's fantastic. And out of everyone I personally knew that was there, I think everyone performed really well. It wasn't just yeah. about PBs. about yeah, yeah, yeah. the performance and PBs. So Marissa who was on the show before the self-confessor back of the pack runner. She was her training plan was awful leading up to this. She had a lot of injuries and she was really, really nervous about the 6.30 cutoff time. As she always is. She always laughs about it. She's coming at six hours and three minutes. And yeah. her training plan, literally, she run maybe two or three weeks out of the 16. It was that bad. It just there's something about the place, something about the support, the atmosphere. And I think maybe being away from home and it was flat. Yep, absolutely. Until the end. There's just something about it that's a little bit special. And I think that really gives you that boost and gives you that performance. I, nice. I said in the comments, the guy, Gavin Braden, it, it's his first marathon ever. And then you do your first marathon ever and you do it in Chicago. Absolutely smashed it. I loved it. The problem he's going to have is, how the hell do you match up to that? How uh, do you top it? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Uh, Al, uh, let's, um, before we get into um, talking about what the hell you do now, What's uh what uh, questions comments anything? You're on mute, big boy. Even though it's my fault because yeah. I said about I was, mute. I was stopping the echo. So a couple of Chicago-related questions. Um, one for all of us. So we'll start with that one. Hiran wants to know what we thought about the organisation of the major in compared to others. Um, Not bad. I thought it was pretty good. I know there were some issues if you're a little bit further up the track in terms of bag drop at the end, but uh, uh, I didn't experience any of that. And I think given where the marathon is in relation to the city centre, I, you know, I don't think it could have gone much smoother, to be honest. Um, 
uh, again, Kieran and I made a decision not to chase the start of our pen because of the toilet queues, but there was never any issues about not making it onto the start line. Um, absolutely awesome in terms of the number of water stations and you're always going to get idiots cutting across you on race day. I think that's inevitable. There was a few moans about that in some of the Facebook groups, but yeah, I don't, you can give it a 10 cause you shouldn't, but I would give it a good solid eight and a half, maybe even nine for organization from where I saw it. So that's my view. Don't know about the rest of you guys. Yeah, yeah I think I was gone. Hayden. I, I, I think you're going to say exactly the same as me, Ben. Me and Ben, come over, over the finish line, not far from each other. So we actually walked back to the bag drop. So up until that bag drop point, we actually had a bit of a conversation about ratings. And I think Ben went 10 out of 10, like no hesitation. And after the picking up the bag, he was like, mm, maybe I would have dropped that at half a point because it was a bit of a pain. But as you said, when you look at the real terms of things, it held us up by maybe what, 15, 20 minutes? For the marathon of that scale over on the other side of the world, if everything else is perfect and you've got to wait 20 minutes for your bag pickup, so be it. Yeah, it didn't it didn't dampen it. I think there was queues getting in as well. So I went in through gate one. I don't know which which gate you were hating. There seemed to be a lot, which was fine. Like it didn't bother me. Like, but there was a girl I was chatting to in the queue who was having a bit of a not a meltdown. She was just really nervous, which is fine, which actually probably helped me in a way because focusing on her and trying to get her to sign up for 40 runs and you know, kind of do doing all that actually took my mind off um, everything else i've just seen one of the comments there were plenty of toilets at the start line like you out i stayed at the back i kind of i wasn't worried about getting into the pen i was at the back of wave one so i was quite happy being at kind of being at the back and stuff like that and yeah plenty of room i thought organization wise i thought no issues i've yeah. got a question well it's not mine i'm just doing it hayden out of the five majors you have completed so far, which has been the best for crowds slash Atmos? As I was saying before, but this is, this is a really personal thing. If I'm looking at it from myself, it's difficult because I was so hyped, so excited. And obviously Boston is just, it's just on a different scale altogether. And there's parts of the crowd in Boston that you just couldn't hear yourself think. So for me, that was right up there. But honestly, yeah, Chicago is right up there. The problem is Chicago and Boston are fighting for them top spaces and they just push London, Berlin and Tokyo down for me. So, yeah, Chicago is definitely, definitely on par with Boston. Both of them are amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'll, I'll just say, actually no. did help, to be fair, that we did have our own team of supporters out there. Yeah, Tracy, Katie, Carolyn, Danny, all of them out there. It was just to have them there as well. Mm. And that, the flag, the 40 flag, it made a few, it made Kafuzi's YouTube vlog. Yeah. It was just up there prominent. And when you see things like that, I actually saw the 40 flag from about much about half a mile away. I knew that was coming. So that half a mile, I can't even remember that bit of the run. It wouldn't have mattered if I was I had one leg working. Yeah. I still would have got yeah. there. Your mind just takes it off that and you see that. You go away with a smile and you move on to the next part of the course. That's a really good point. You know, you you see those cheer squads and you want to stop and recognize them and give them a hug and all that. And you know it's going to slow you down, but you also know. It's going to give you such a boost for the yeah. next half a kilometre or so that it's worth it because yeah. it just lifts you spirit-wise. Wherever it is, whether it's, you know, what's Katie? She was at mile 10, then there was halfway and then mile 20 and whatever. You just knew you was going to get that lift from your own crew. And I think we've spoken about this in terms of why it's so important to get the volunteers out. You know, we had it, I think, at the big half where, you know, we had all the medals being dished out by 40s. It makes such a difference to have a familiar face give you that little bit of support whether it's during the race or at the end of the race that you know you can't really put you can't quantify what that's worth but you know it's very special to to have it one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Out there. And that's the amazing you can have that thing. A foreign race. Wow. That is, that is yeah. awesome on the cake. And that's the amazing thing about this club that we've got ourselves into. Um, oh, sorry, Ben, I've left that up by accident. <laughs> um, and uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, this club, this club that we've got ourselves into, is it's just amazing, you know, to see to see all these people. Like as I said, even Thomas from Believe in the Run was talking about it on on the Drop Podcast today that they put out about you guys out there in shit. Oh, my hat's falling off, Hayden. Um, about the um, you guys out in Chicago, you know, wherever you, you know, even around the world now, you know, to find that support, to find those heroes, whether it's volunteers, people on the course, or just at your local park run, you know, you 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 bump it into bumping into somebody who's who's part of it, and it's, it got, does it does give a boost. Going back to Jay's question as well, I think this this isn't going to sound. I really hope it doesn't sound condescending or not racist. Or just say it. Yeah, do you know? But you know what the problem is as well. I find you do the American marathons, and everyone knows they are so over the top. They're they're over the top. Everything you just walk past them, they're like, "Go man, go man!" High fives, the loudest you want. Whereas when you're in Berlin, that you've experienced it, particularly Tokyo, because the main language isn't English, you're not going to get that shouting out your name, "Go Hayden!" You haven't got that. So when you're in these American marathons and London as well, obviously you get that different experience as well from the crowd. And I think that's what makes a big difference. Whereas if I was from Tokyo, you know, or I spoke Japanese, maybe I think the Japanese marathon was a lot better. Maybe they just hate you. Did could you be that. find as well, Hayden, I, I think we were saying, there was so, what surprised me in Chicago was how many people didn't have names on their top. Yeah. We've spoken about it so many times because really we all had our names on our top. Like literally everyone, you know, I, I was chatting to admin before we started and then said, Oh, I'm really nervous. And she's like, this is your victory lap. And actually, it did feel like a victory lap because every every person you passed was just like, go on, Ben, go on, Ben. And you're just like, there's so many people around me and they're just shouting for me. It was, yeah, it's crazy, but lovely. I'm going to end the Chicago talk on this because you've just reminded me of something. We've got to give admin mm -hmm. a big shout out, right? Because... She had the best training block I've ever seen her do, right? She really committed to this one. And she reckons uh, it's, it was her last, but it ain't because she signed up for Berlin. And the, um, she has, and she absolutely flew around there. She, she beat her PB. Was it 20 minutes, Ben? I can't remember exactly. Was it 25, I think? Something like that. But she absolutely flew around there. I I rang Tobe or message. So I can't remember what it was. I said, "Who's going to ring her and tell her to slow down?" Because she was going so fast, right? It was unbelievable. She absolutely killed it. So for all you admin fans out there, I know she's got them, and I'm not just talking about Speedgo, but you've got we you've got to give her a shout out because she absolutely destroyed it out there. So give big props to to admin for for killing it right actually can i just know can you're gonna no. get me you're, you know you're gonna get me in trouble otherwise i need to step in you've got to remember my wife done a pb as well so oh yeah Lou, yeah a good point i'll let that one because she, well. she, she's um she's my second favorite person <laughs> <laughs> she's she's just behind the door there knocking sand mention my pb mention no, my i saw PB. the note get passed <laughs> <laughs> right move on go yeah she, she wanted to use the toilet that you're in um, yes, right. So, come on, guys. We've got to get off of Berlin because we get complaints about the fact all we do is talk about marathons and that's, that's all your fault. We talk about everyday runners, okay? So, look, it is a genuine valid question because um, I think wherever you are in your journey, right, and again, this could be because you've got to 5K, you've got to 10K, you've hit the half marathon, maybe you just did Great North Run, whatever, or maybe... This weekend, you're going to go and do 10 miles at the Great South Run. That's your first thing, right? What do you then do afterwards? So my question to you, and we're going to go around this, is what do you do now? Do you maintain your training? Do you maintain your frequencies? Do you, do you keep running? Do you keep like doing the speed sessions? Do you keep doing the long runs? How do you now go about sort of, you know, keeping yourself ticking over? Because we've all got different reasons why we run you know lose weight mental health whatever it is right um social side of things but what are you going to do to tick yourselves over now ben so i've got valencia half next sunday uh so that's that probably easy. yeah that's that's probably <laughs> my one um i think after london i didn't run for about a month and then we did hackney and whilst the time was great i i noticed i struggled on that one so this time round. I've done a couple of gentle runs this week. 
I'll do a couple of gentle ones next week. Then I've got that half. And then I'll, I'm looking at maintaining. I'll probably bring my distance on my long runs down to, you know, the 10 miles for, you know, through November. Um, and then slow, like build back up through December again. And then we've got Manchester in April. So training block starts again. But I want to, I'm, I'm looking for this one to maintain. Okay. So last time you sort of fell off a bit. Yeah. Um, sat on the sofa. Sat on the sofa. Watched the boxing, stuff like that. Um, Al, what about you? What what do you tend to do between blocks? Yeah, so so I won't stop, um, partly because I run for mental health as much as anything else. So having a, an extended break probably wouldn't work for me. Um, so probably the easiest way to describe it is thinking about a reverse taper. So coming off this week, a couple of very gentle, easy runs and then then slowly building the miles back up. But with, at the moment, no real purpose other than just to be on my feet and just keeping ticking over. Um, I don't have a spring marathon planned at the moment. So the target is a couple of uh, spring halves. Uh, and I've not really gone for any of those for about a couple of years now because marathons have taken over. So it will mean, in effect, uh, a very different approach in terms of there won't be so many long, slow runs on a Sunday. Um but there will probably be more focus on some of the shorter, speedier work, trying to get some of that back in the legs after 18 months of marathon training. But I think it'll it'll kick in in a couple of weeks' time. What's interesting, this is the first time I've run a marathon where I've kind of lost hours coming back to the UK. So for me, my legs have felt fine, but I've just been generally knackered. So I'm listening to the body going, more sleep, better food you know just do the basic recovery um get out there do some running because you you want to be doing that for all sorts of reasons but it's listening to your body so this is a new experience in terms of coming back from the states having run a, a hard race and feeling that it is it is a bit different in terms of recovery so in that sense it will be a little bit play it by ear see how that goes and see if in a week's time you know i've got got to that point where i feel like i'm sleeping well eating well and 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 then able to kind of start thinking about you know what next with a with a bit of a plan no, down the line. It's a funny one for me and Hayden because we obviously got New York. I don't know about you, Hayden, but I found it weird, like all my mates sort of finishing up their season and then still going. It's been mm. it's been a bit bizarre. I'm kind of like I'm kind of over marathon training for this year. I'm sort of done. I've checked out. Uh, the injury's not helped at all, to be honest with you, because I, I think that's probably half the reason. Limit, having to limit my miles every week. Um, but I'm kind of done with it all. I'm sort of like checked out. So I, I don't think, I, let me tell you, I've been given an amazing opportunity to go to New York, right? And run the New York City Marathon with the guys from Believe in the Man of New Balance. But I think next year, you, you I just, I, I, I wouldn't do it again. Do you know what I mean? I just, I would rather finish in Berlin or finish in Chicago and that's me done. And then like literally have, a down month, let's say, and then sort of before I start gearing up again for spring. I don't, I, how are you feeling about yeah, all this? Well, I think I think like what you just spoke about sums up really what you'd advise people to do. If someone said to you, they just started running, how many marathons a year would you advise I'd run? I think you and Al being the coaches, I'd imagine you'll probably say two. You shouldn't really run more than two marathons a year. So yeah. as yourself, you're going to be doing three this year. I'm doing four. So, yeah, it's going to take it out of you. And maybe you are going to get them bits, them feelings where you think, you know, you're just done. You want to move on to the next thing. So I think, yeah, I, I'm a bit like you with that. I'm always going to target two marathons next year and try and stick to the two marathons. Um, a lot of it, I, I think, depends on what your goal is, what your target is, what you've got coming up. Uh, obviously, we're going to, I'm still, I'm on week, this is week 13 for me towards New York. So it's not as though Chicago was an end point or it's like just somewhere in the middle. This is week 13 for me. So, I've got a half this weekend and then next weekend I'm going to go long and then have a two week taper. And I'll probably come back seeing how I feel the body feels. I am going to rest up a lot more in December, February. I've got, I'm out in Vegas for the half and then probably I'd like to do a marathon in April. And I think, I think I will stick to, and I think it's almost like, it's almost like a tradition, the big ones. I'm going to go sort of spring, April, May, and then maybe September, October. And if I can maintain that for the next few years, I'll be great. My biggest problem is, it's going, be, it's going to be motivation for me. 
getting the six stars and doing the Abbots was always, always like eyes sparkling. Can't wait for this. And I feel like it now. Um, some people said to me, you don't seem that excited you're playing down New York. Honest to God, I wake up every morning. I keep thinking about that bloody bit of tin around my neck. That's all I care about. That's all I think about. I can't wait for it. I'm really excited. But I've always had that thought in the back of my mind. Once I get that and I wake up the next day and I'm happy and I've got my pictures and I've flown home and I wake up, I'm like, well, what's next? What do I do? And this week, actually, um, he's actually talking to Ben about it over in Chicago. I have actually today as well signed up for um, the Super Halves. Excellent. Because the Super Halves are, have just increased it from five to six. And there's six real good cities, easy to get to, quite quick, short weekends. They're all half marathons. And again, now I've got that little bit of excitement. Once the majors are done, that's the next goal for me to right, go So to. talk the viewers through, listeners through, again, you've got two and a half minutes to tell everyone what that is and uh, why it's appealing. Go. Well, it was originally it was a series of five races. It's Cardiff, Prague, Valencia, Copenhagen, What's Lisbon. 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 Five halves. They've just added for next year Berlin. So basically, you do the super halves, all six of them, a bit like the majors, and you get a super medal. In basic terms, that's what it is. They're easier to get into. There's no mucking about with ballots or things like that. And because they are in Europe, you know yourself been to Amsterdam, you guys have went up to Berlin. You can fly out there on a Friday, come back on the Sunday night or something. It's not going to take up your whole weekend. And I know it's a bit arrogant to say, but it's a half marathon for me. I find that quite easy. Well, easy. It depends how hard I want to go on it. But it's not something I have to ch train 16 weeks for. So it's really appealing. Super halves. Get signed up. I've just signed up. We're in for Prague. Can't wait. So to pick on that, it's accessible, isn't it, from a distance yeah. point of view? It's accessible from a travel because pretty much all of those cities will have a Ryanair EasyJet option. Yeah. And to put a plug in, we are trying to get as many 40s onto many of those trips in 2024 and 2025. Awesome. So we yeah. can share the love of running abroad because it is something different. It does give you a, a different motivation and a different spark. So if we can get a, a few groups going to each of those races, it's, we will literally take over. We should Europe. set up the yeah. events, uh, one of you, in the Facebook group. Uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was Carolyn. But there are events pages live in each of the for each of the super halves now. Well, in the in the Facebook group, Ash, the done it. Oh, well done, Carolyn. Thank you. Yeah, I think so, I think that's a great shout to promote that. When is Prague? When is when you Prague? Prague is um, April. April but you know what? You've come. You've come to me. You've come to Al. This man in the top right. I think he's only got one left or two left, didn't he? And he played well. well I did. Like? Is it any good or is it like pony? Uh, <laughs> so the original one was was alright. So I've done so I'm far. I've done. Cardiff, Lisbon, Copenhagen, got Valencia next Sunday. And then the plan was to finish in Prague because it's a Saturday race. And then literally they announced Berlin. And so I said to Spicy, we're doing Berlin. She didn't have a choice. Um, so that that's the same weekend as Prague. So we'll do that 2025. But yeah, they are. I, I'm so going to correct you, Ben. It is the same weekend, but technically you could do Prague on the Saturday, jump on a plane, get to Berlin and do it's that Berlin on Sunday. Sunday. That, that is some challenge. That is technically feasible. Yep. You could, but you know I treat every running abroad yeah, as a holiday. Hang on, say that again. So I wasn't listening because I was looking at a picture of a man with a very, very, very big medal. Um, uh, sorry, <laughs> he's, looking up, he's looking up the super halves. That's what he's doing. Uh, ben, so Al, say that again because that sounded interesting. So the way they've the way they've scheduled the, the super halves, I don't know if it's deliberate or, or why it's come about, but. As Ben said, the, the Prague is on whatever day, but it's a Saturday and the Berlin race is on a Sunday. And Prague to Berlin is not a million miles. Oh. So whether you were flying, coaching, flip, I'm going to put an advert in for Flixbus. I'm sure you could get a 25 euro Flixbus from Prague to is Berlin. Is this the same weekend as Manchester? I don't no, know. No, that. Brian. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because I'm doing Prague and then Manchester. The, Al, the only thing with that, though, is do you have time to get to the expo in Berlin? You get a friend to pick it up for you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's possible. We've looked at it. The, the Prague Lager is probably the biggest. Seventh. seventh. Pra Brighton's on the seventh. And Prague's on the seventh. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, what am you saying? That? When's the one on the, on the Saturday? Saturday, Prague. Sorry, the Saturday. Hey, Berlin, are you doing that seven. one? I'm doing Prague. On the Saturday? Yes. Ah, oh, bugger. Are you coming? We were meant to be doing something else on that day. Yeah. 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 Just 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 yeah. Well done. Thanks for coming. 
Um, <laughs> but I've got to say, <laughs> the men, <laughs> that, hey, it's all right. Leave it to me. I'll, I'll sort it all out. Um, the medal does look good. Can if I if I do these six or seven or whatever you're talking about, I've already lost six. What you're talking six. About. Um, do I have to do them all in the same year? When can I get this medal? So you have to do them within three years from when you start your first one. No, four years. Five, I think it's 60 months now, actually. Five years. They keep changing it. This is the only thing I'm going to say about Super Hobbs, that it originally was supposed to start in 2020. Obviously, the pandemic hit and it all changed. But their messaging and communication about all those races that got postponed was shocking, and which is where, with this, it, I'm not surprised about their messaging around this as well. Because I think I've said on here before, I was in Cardiff the night before the Cardiff half. Mm. And it was only that I randomly went on their website and saw that it wasn't part of the new super half series. And so I had to do Cardiff twice in a year and I could have delayed it had we known that before. So their messaging, they need to just get a little bit better on that. I would say. And you still hear me? Yeah. Sadly. I was getting feedback from my earphones. So I got rid of them. Um, Ben. Yes. I'm going to show you a man with a very big medal. <laughs> Joe yes. A. Cruz. Look at the size. So if you're on the podcast, I'm just showing a man with a very big medal. It's Is that what we're going for? Yeah. yeah. I might do it, you know. That looks pretty good. And they're reasonably checking him out. They're reasonably priced as well. And when you and say we... reasonably priced, Hayden, you've got to remember you're a billionaire. So what is that in reference to everyday runners? I think Prague was... 68 euros, I think it was, or 70 euros. That's a bit trumpy. Was, was it? Because I, I have to say with them as well, so Valencia, if you're, they might change it now, but with quite a few of them, if you're one of the first entrants, so like up to the first 10,000, it was say 30 euros, then 10,000 to 30,000 was 40 euros. So some of them have a kind of staggered pricing as well, but Copenhagen was around 70 euros that was the most yeah that was the most expensive one out of all of them but yeah I mean for for it and to get there's no entry like other than the entry fee there's no times that you have to um that you kind of have to run so it is accessible for everyone and as Al said it is within you know within Europe you can hop on a flight no issues and and stuff like that so I've loved doing them and it's an excuse to kind of get away and go for a weekend away with friends and you say 70 euros is a bit steep what's that about 58 quid i like the landmark, fact, same price as landmarks bigger i like the fact that we're going to own these i like the fact that carolyn's already put them in the facebook group and we're now going to take over all these events and the fact that we're going <laughs> we're going abroad big time i like this a lot i don't care really about you, you whatever you're talking about i didn't really catch any of that all i'm in all immediately i'm just thinking of like us lot out at all these races smashing the living daylights out of it i just You're think thinking about the big medal you're thinking about the big no, medal. i'm not i'm not where is he where's, where's ben's mate i'm, I'm thinking, thinking about that i'm not thinking about why cruise or whatever his name is i'm thinking i'm just thinking about like you just said going back to i think it was our point or your point i can't remember who it was wasn't really listening was about the about the flag that's what yeah. i listened to was the flag and and the and the symbol you know, the fact that, you know, even like you said, Mike Cafuzzi picked up on that, then to, to take that to all these other events and to bring that message of everyday runner to to across across the world. It's just it's just brilliant. I love it. Where um Hayden, have you sorted out my place? What place? For, for these things you said. And obviously I can't do the one that you've now done because obviously reasons. I literally this is this is something that happened when I got back from Chicago. It was last night, I think it was, and someone put up on about Berlin being added. So I looked into, I sort of knew what the super halves were because of Ben and Rachel were doing them. And I just started looking into it yesterday and we saw the Prague ones day and I spoke to Louisa and we were talking. She said, it's the Easter holidays, the last weekend. She said, should we do it? And I was like, do you know what? Even if I get into London, if I get into London or something like that. Yeah, we've got nothing big. And then after that, as you said, I thought, well, I didn't even know. Louisa told me tonight that Carolyn set up an event page for every single one of the super halves. So I'm like, whoa, it's... Yeah. Let's get cracked. The only thing I will do, mm. and I'm determined to, I'm not going to go there and just want to just smash all six of these out in the space of a year or 18 months. I really want to spread these out. So I've got, so I'll go back to that point we talked about 20 minutes ago. I'm not getting to that point where I'm thinking, 
this is all done now. Right, next. What's next? I don't I don't want that. I want to sort of like, no, I've got these six over the next three or four years. Do two a year. I'll be over the moon if I can get Prague and maybe Valencia done next year. Choose, choose the two apart the week after. And the good thing is, three of them are spring, three of them are autumn as well. So Brilliant. you can right. literally do two, two a year. I think we... We did three last year just to kind of like we Cardiff. It was great. We went down on the Saturday morning, drove and stayed Saturday night, Sunday night. That's probably the shortest one that we've done. Um, whereas all the others, we've flown in Thursday, Friday, made a weekend of it. Um, at, yeah, and they're just amazing cities and it, it's just so cool. So Lisbon, you start on the bridge as well. It's what I think it's the only race that you start on the bridge and get to run across the bridge, which is pretty iconic. Oh um yeah i like, I like the fact that we've actually inadvertently answered the question of the topic which is what to do after which is basically book more races <laughs> <laughs> just grab my up and put more races and just just spread the word i mean yeah. that's, that's it isn't it it's just what what do you do after you finish training uh sign up for something else and start training again <laughs> well, that's, that, that, that is a runner's mentality and that that is what it is we all like structure in our lives and by sign up to a race, you've got structure, you've got an endpoint, a focus point, whether that's six-week plan, 12 weeks, 16, 20 weeks, whatever it is, you've mm. got something to work towards. And that's important in life, every aspect, I think. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, 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 just, it's just funny, the fact that we've all said the same thing. And I, I, I do it. And again, it's, it's irrelevant, right? It's, it's relevant for anybody. Even if, you, you know, if you're like couch to 5K, like, what do you then do? It's like, come book a 10K. You might as well carry on. I was talking to New Dave on um <laughs> on uh, what, what are you laughing about New Dave for? I tell you what, because people might understand this story. Literally, I was introduced to this guy at Vitality 10K. Hayden, hi, this is New Dave. I'm thinking his name can't be New Dave. New Dave. And I realised it's you, Wally. You've given him the name. Best thing. I'll tell you a little story quickly. Don't worry. No, I was listening. We was at Royal Parks when I was I was with a friend of mine, and uh, we was running around like idiots. And, and I see new Dave volunteering. I'm shouting out, Dave, Dave, like this. And he's going, who's, who's that making all that noise, shouting out Dave? And then he's realised it's me calling him Dave. And he went, oh, I thought he... <laughs> oh, brilliant. Anyway, my point about new Dave, I was chatting to him on Wednesday. And uh, he's got a couple of bits coming up after marathon now. And I said, Dave, you might as well just carry on doing a marathon. He's going he's gonna to sign up for something. It's, it's inevitable, isn't it? Because it's this, it's that progression, and it? it's that thing. Once you get that running in your life, you get that health and well being that comes from running. And you know that, that is interesting. This week, um, where we did the the, the mental health awareness, you know, uh, and all that kind of stuff. The three things that make you smile. Everybody said it was me, which was amazing. But you know, we were talking about genuinely, seriously, you know, mental health awareness and and the positivity that comes out of running. Okay, and then what you find is is that somebody gets into running, and all of a sudden they're addicted. And then they start signing up for everything. But it's true. It's 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 so good to, for you and, and what you can do. And so, you know, there's never any reason to get down about your running. There's never any reason if it's not going to plan. Don't get down because the, the thing is, it's, it's absolutely amazing that, that what you're getting out of it anyway. So never get down about your running. And when you finish a block, sign up for something else because then you'll keep it. You'll keep rolling. You'll. You'll stay on that ride, you know. That's 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 what it's all about. Now, we've got to give a few shout-outs. Firstly, we've got to give a shout-out um, because Benny Boy is organising a trip to Paphos. And um, that's that you've got to have that booked by the end of the month. So we need to get we need to get you in for Paphos. Ben, how can they book pa uh, pa just go onto the Facebook page or or join yeah, so look for the event again? Yeah, so if if they look for the, um, I didn't get many from that, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, if they look for the event on the Facebook page, and then we'll repost it tomorrow as well. So I think we've got about twenty two signed up so far. Really? So it's going to be another. We're going to take over Cyprus, aren't we? Yeah. So you need to, Penny. You need if you if you need if you want to come, book it now. Yeah, you haven't got a choice on this one. You either, you've got to just cowboy make a decision. You either go for it or you don't go for it. You can't be either way on this one. Get off the fence, take, get the splinters out of your bum and book it if you're looking to do Paphos. Next up, we've got to give a shout out to the people who are running the Amsterdam Marathon this weekend. I've done it. It's fantastic. Don't lay down at 25 and a half miles. It's not recommended. The Yorkshire Marathon is also this weekend. Good luck to everybody who's doing that. We've got about a million people doing the Great South Run 
this weekend as well. So make sure that you, there's a meetup posted. There's an event in the Facebook group. Get along to that. I'm going to be at the Oxford half. I'm filming, but I am genuinely there. So the good thing is with Oxford is there's a lot of um, sort of out and backs and stuff like that. So we all see each other quite a lot. So I will be out and course. I'm starting early, but I am out and course uh, filming. So make sure if you see somebody in a 40 runs top, you shout at them very loudly, especially if it's new Dave. And don't call him Robert, call him Dave. Uh, we had, uh, who did we have the other day, New? We had New Derek, didn't we? Come. We've got Bob, by the way. Have you, have, by the way, have you met New Bob? We've got New Bob at Hartford as well. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, so make sure that if you're at any of these races this weekend and you're feeling anxious, you're feeling uh, overwhelmed by it all, hunt out another 40 runner, okay? Don't need necessarily even need to talk to them. Just stand by them and smell them. They usually smell awesome. Um, unless your name's Hayden. I think that's it. Have I covered all the races and events? Um, this I've got one. I've got yeah. one. It's not such an event. It is about Great South Run based. I don't know if people have seen or known. So in the 40 Runs Running community, um, one of the benefits of joining the 40 Runs Running Club, which is absolutely free, by the way, is we are now not partnered up, but we are helping a charity up in the northeast called Four Louis. Very, 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 very yes. important charity that does some absolute amazing work. And they're helping us out with some good race paces, race places, and we've got a few of our runners, 40 runners, that will be down wearing their tops with pride at the Great South Run, promoting for their charity for Louis, which is a northeast based charity. So if you get a chance, go and check them out and have a look at yeah, them. Absolutely. absolutely. What they do. It's brilliant. We've got um, we've got a pay set up. No one has to donate if they don't want to. But if you do, um, we've got a pay set up. We'll put a link there somewhere out over the weekend. But if you see anybody in a four Louis uh, top, give them a shout out as well. Uh, really, really great, amazing charity based in the Northeast. They do incredible work. Uh, and I say we've teamed up with them to, um, uh, to with some race places and trying to raise some awareness. So give them a better shout. Uh, JBS has just uh, uh, mentioned as well. It's the Manchester half as well. That's the other one. Cause I know some wow. of the staff's crew are going up there as well. Um, make sure you get along to that one. If you're doing that one or you're supporting again, look out for the guys and girls that are doing that. Um, so yes, uh, so check that one out as well. So we've got the staffs and, and loads of people doing the Manchester half. So it's a busy, busy weekend. I think Medal Monday will be crazy as always, uh, which is good news. Um, uh, park run out for you Saturday? Yeah, ticking off another to? Essex uh, park run. So heading to Harrow Lodge with the three amigos, I think. Okay. Uh, that should be fun. Nice little jog around. Uh, yes, I think I'm actually going to Harrow. Like not the lodge part, oh. sorry. So just down the road because I need a H for my alphabet. So I think I'm going to Harrow. Where are you on your alphabet? Uh, I've got five letters left, I believe. Which what, are learn? five letters left to learn the alphabet? Learn, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. What are those letters? Uh, <laughs> H, I, Q, Y, and Z. Try and make a, a word out of that while I talk to Hayden. <laughs> um... <laughs> I thought he was going to say some other letters behind you when you when you put the other yeah. Is it what was the Q? Did you say? Yeah. Where's Q? What one's Q? Queen, what Queen Elizabeth Country Park? Oh, yeah. I've done. Yeah, that's. There's I'm a couple of Queens. I think there's a Queens in Belfast and a Queens in Scotland. Ooh, Belfast. You got to come to Ipswich. There's not many eyes. And uh, if you want your Z, Zuda Park, 17th of February, my birthday weekend. Oh, see, I haven't got much leave because of Paphos, and my cousin's getting married in. Are you blowing oh, me out? He's getting poached. He's, he's getting married. Out live he's blowing me out. Isn't he? I am right. sorry. There's a Z near Krakow, so I'm gonna. I've already said to him on his wedding morning, I'm going park run. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll be back later. I'm exactly on, just a cheeky three miles. <laughs> uh, Queens in Belfast, get yourself over, Ben. Yeah, Ben, you, you've got your fans who are saying, Oh, hey, you had a lot of fans out in Chicago, didn't you? I mean, I like to think so. Gavin, I'll let you know when I'm coming over. We'll we'll meet there. We exactly. Gavin loved Chicago. We we looked after him, didn't yeah. we, Hayden? We did. And do you know, it's actually saying that honestly, if I could remember the names, I would. But there's so many people, literally, in the departures lounge, going out. They notice you. They come up to you. One person actually, most people are quite nice. One person actually comes to looked at me and went, "Ah, Hobbit." And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing else. Nothing, was that nothing me? else at all. He went, "Ah, Hobbit." And that was it. Nothing else, but a lot of people were just like they give you loads of love for the show, the podcast, and oh, I listen to the podcast. It, it was really, it's really good to hear that when you're out, especially as, again when you're in Chicago. It's such a great talking point. Someone comes to you and say, "Oh, listen to that podcast. That was great. I remember when you were talking about this." We have so much love for the podcast all around the world. It's absolutely brilliant. It's mad, it? it is mad. We, we had it. At, um, we had it at Royal Park. Some some lady um, 
stopped us on the on the way out. Obviously, she looked at Tobe up and down and thought, why is he in Chicago again? <laughs> um, she couldn't quite work that one out, but she was saying about it. It, it is amazing. It is a, an incredible thing that's come out of this podcast. Um, obviously, the YouTube channel, everything around what we do here. But to, to hear that around the world is... is and the piece go back to what I was saying. To hear, like, the guys on Believing the Run talking about... <laughs> The fact that you guys are out there, I mean, that's they're huge, right? In the US, you think about their shakeout runs, you know, they're, they're getting over 200, 300 people regularly at these shakeout runs and things like that. They're massive in the US in terms of the running community. Talking about us lot, um, rocking out Chicago, you know, it's, everyone in their 40 runs tops and stuff like this, and their bobble hats and, and, and seeing it all around the world. It's, it's it is, it is amazing. It's yeah, it, there's it, a woman that was actually one at the expo when you go to get your numbers, the people that sort of scan your number and you give you the bag and stuff. One of the women I was there and I had my 40 top on. Literally, she said, as I walked away, it wasn't flippant. She went, seen so many of them bloody 40 runners today. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. I, I, we was at, we was at the expo early as well. So, I know we had that we had that Royal Park. I've seen so many of your tops out there today. I've seen so many of your runners out there today. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Um I've got to um I'm not gonna say too much, but be prepared in the next few weeks for some big announcements coming. We're gonna start rolling out some big announcements between now and the end of the year for our plans for 2024 that I think are gonna blow some people out of the water. We're gonna be changing the landscape of running clubs in general, um, and the running community across the country. Uh so Stand by for that. We we started started teasing some of that out. So I, I'm I'm not going to say too much because I'll get shouted out by admin. Um, but yes, we've got quite a bit coming out. So if you're not part of this madness, or as Mark Sloan calls it, the cult uh, <laughs> that is forty runs, then get on board now. It's just, as we, we say it all the time, and we're not being flippant with it. It's free to join. You can be anywhere in the world. You can become a member. So get involved. We've got all the different Strava groups. We've got the global running crew that go out virtually twice a week. We've got the trail crew. We're now just eating it up every week. We've got obviously the over 35 satellite groups up and down the country, which, you know, everybody's welcome to join. Um, there's no barrier to entry there. So get involved, people. It's now is the time um, to get involved. So, yeah, that you've been warned. I keep saying it, but you have been warned. It's it's There's some amazing things that are coming across the country. I've just seen the comment about Scotland across the country. Um, so, yes, I think that's probably a good place to leave it. Um, Hayden, we've got a busy weekend. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, we can say we, we've got an event in London that Hayden's uh coming with me, uh, to take part with tomorrow, and then obviously I'm at Oxford, so we've got a busy weekend as well, haven't we, young man? I've got park run tomorrow morning first, early doors. We're going up to Richmond Park, it's a hour now. I don't know what they call it. I think it's a, it a 555. I don't know what that means, but we're it's at Nelson. Park. It'll oh, be you. massive. Yeah, it's, this is Marissa. You know what she's like. There we go. Um, Hayden, you better get out of that toilet because I think Lou's probably still at the door <laughs> trying to get in. I'll tell you what, I can't wait to get out of his hat. Yeah. Are you warm? On. Well, that's why I, I only wear mine when I go out running. I mean, that's 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 the thing. What, what's the matter? Um, if any of you lose your hats, obviously you can borrow mine that I got from Chicago. Uh, but that's it. I think that's it. We've got to give a shout out again to the guys at, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, sketches. sketches. <laughs> Al's gone black. His screen's gone black. It's just threw me out. I don't know where he's gone. I think he's left. Um, but yeah, so give a shout out to the guys at sketches. Go to sketches.co.uk. Uh, make sure you check all that stuff out. Thank you very much to everybody for all your questions. Thank you, everybody, for everybody for taking part. Uh, if you're listening to this as your podcast, thank you very much. This is an award winning podcast and we love you all. Uh, there's nothing else to do other than for Ben to take us out while I um, work out what we're doing. Ben, take us out. Bye, boys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.